you dumb, beautiful fucker. Who wants to be in America's slash fit with Abraham Lincoln? Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Episode 197 of the Y'all Can Hear Podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick, and joining me today are my three composed co-hosts. Jonathan. Wicked, radical, doing backflips, Colt. Hey, hey, Colt, do a backflip. Okay. <laughs> Done. Oh, shit. Hey, he flipping. Damn. It's me, Wenzel. Okay. And today we're, we're a little bit of a rarefied air. We're talking about a subject. We don't get into it, but, but just a few times a year. Outside of maybe our end of the year discussions and our new metal episode, but we're talking about <laughs> music today. And each person uh, has brought to the table an album they're choosing, and we'll be discussing today. And I let Johnson, this is their idea, to elaborate more on that. Oh, I mean, that's basically it. Just everyone, each individual person chooses an album. We all listen to it, we all got notes, we all gonna be talking about it. See what we like, what we may. No, I th- like so much, and yeah, just general discussion. I figured, like, you know, we, we don't really talk about music that much. I figured this would be a really cool way. And also show the audience so, some of our individual music taste. And also, because we're talking about these uh, albums that each of us brought, uh, any critique will be taken as a personal attack. Yes. Oh, yes, 100%. <laughs> so I'm yeah, preemptively um, angry at all of you. <laughs> Ooh. Um... Yeah, I would like to say a huge thank you to Jonathan because I've been wanting to do something music-related with this podcast for a while. I uh, couldn't think of anything, and anytime I brought up anything, everybody, two people who are not here on the podcast, uh, would complain. So, yeah. Also, I, mean, I couldn't come up with ideas, so I, I don't blame it entirely on them. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wenzel and I, at least I know Wenzel and I, love music. We listen to music constantly. Uh, just been Wenzel and I out of the four here. I feel like listen to the more, uh, just more genres and more people. I know Pat's been getting better, but Wenzel's the ringleader of that, though. There's definitely a lot of quantity on the Wenzel and Colt end of things. Uh, quality yeah. as well, but definitely they have a yeah. a larger palette of musical colors to pull from. That is very true. Yeah, I was about to say, what the fuck? Do what you is, mean by yeah, that, what, Pat? what does that mean, Pat? Uh, I think you know <laughs> what it means. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Whatever, man. All right. Well, now we got the the fritter fratter out of the way. John, would you like to start us off with the album that you picked? Sure. I will get this rodeo started. Just let me pull it up. Uh, no, not that album. God damn it. Oh, you're not. You weren't ready. Unprofessional. Oh my. Bitch, God, I'm editing this dude. episode. I can edit this shit out. Fuck off. <laughs> this is the last time we go with a Jonathan idea. Uh, well, fuck y'all. I'm done. <laughs> Oh no, our first walkout. <laughs> okay. Uh I did uh the album I brought to the table was uh Children of Bodom's fourth album, Hate Crew Death Roll. Reason I chose this one, actually kind of a sad reason. Um the lead guitarist slash lead singer of this band, Alexi Leho, he died at the end of last year. 
and and I used to listen to this band like a fuck ton in high school. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll go back, listen to some of these old albums, listen, uh, relearn some of the songs I used to know. I play on guitar. And then I was like, holy shit, this band was really influential on sort of how I play. And yeah, and I was originally going to pick the album after this, but I was like, eh, that one has a lot of filler on it. And and I was like, I forgot how like fucking banging this one was. So yeah, that was sort of the reason why I chose it. Um, what was everyone's impressions? Because I know this is very uh, heavy. <laughs> yeah. It is very heavy. Uh, as soon as I listened to it for the first time, I immediately recognized it because I've definitely heard this album before, uh, thanks to a Guitar Hero uh, bringing it into my life. The Needle 24-7, I remember. I could never play it, but I know for a fact I've seen you attempt to play this song many a times uh, just hanging out in uh, on Guitar Hero. Uh, this is my first time listening to um, this album and to, and to this band, and I really liked it. Um, even though there, there's definitely genres I don't have much of a foothold in, but I still have at least a, a bare impression of it. Yeah. So that, obviously, this is definitely a more like heavier, like like quick, like it's like fast paced type of metal. And like I really enjoyed it because it comes out the gate swinging with Needle twenty four seven. And like it's like it's just super. It's hard and it's fast, but it's not like a level of intensity that I feel like would be off-putting to people who aren't familiar with it. Yeah, and, and what was really bizarre in high school was this band was really popular, I mean, even among the popular kids, which for like death metal is just fucking bizarre. But I think they they were able and, and this album and going forward they they really kind of tapped into i don't want to say like a poppier sound but more more familiar song structures and a lot of like hooks and melodies that sort of worm their way into your head versus yes and, and like i love their like uh the two albums before this hate breeder and uh follow the reaper but those are just <laughs> i love them for different reasons because they're fucking insane but uh, yeah, there is some sort of like more of accessible quality to this band, and also like this band was really unique. Really, I mean, there's not really a band that sounds like them even today, just with the the various keyboard sounds and just a very, uh, I guess, crisp, clean guitar tone and just fucking just unbelievable shredding. <laughs> like this would the only thing the only band I can really think of that it reminds me of is uh Megadeth. Well, yeah. It reminds me of Megadeth a good bit. Yeah. Ooh, love Megadeth. Uh with the uh fuck, what is their old it wasn't on this album, but there was an old song of theirs. Uh that sounds similar to stuff on this album. Let me see what it's called. Uh, I want if you want peace, prepare yeah. for war. That song is very Megadeth sounding. Yeah, to me. well, I mean, like Megadeth, Metallica, all those bands were like super influential on this generation of uh, guitar yeah. players. But um, yeah, it was it, like I said, they're really, especially at the time, like this this type of sound was just definitely not in. I mean, this was like height of new metal, and. Uh, 
the, these guys were really ahead of the curve and kind of led the way for other bands that basically felt felt fill in the void after new metal kind of took a shit in the mid 2000s a lovely beautiful <laughs> shit that, that we talk in just in pure adoration of in the new metal episode exactly go check that one out and it's like i love new metal but it's more of a guilty pleasure in some cases because um Nah, I ain't guilty. I'm pleasuring. <laughs> it's guilty of giving pleasure. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> but yeah, I just and, and like I, I like I said, like I was saying earlier, I was going to go with the next album, which is "Are You Dead Yet?" because that has a lot, some more of their bigger singles on there. But outside of that, the album's kind of fillery. And I was like, I was, I start, I put this album on. And I'm like, holy fuck! I forgot how good this shit was. And this was the album that broke them, that broke through in the States. Um, Is they Finnish? Yeah, they're, fin- they're yeah. from Finland. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. And, and yeah, it's just, and, and Alexi is just like one of the best guitar, or what was one of the best guitarists of, you know, the generation sort of before me that sort of influenced Cause like like I, I like going back through and just learning some of these licks, I was like, holy shit! Like this was such a, I, I and the thing is, is like I forgot, like I didn't realize how much this band really put out because it was like I listened to a few albums after this, but after high school, I kind they kind of fell off the map for me. Uh, but yeah, it's just. I mean, granted, it's pretty, you know what you're getting? It's pretty just straightforward. You're going to get crushing riffs, solos out the ass. You're at least getting one guitar solo, one keyboard solo. Um, But yeah, so. Uh, Just some of my favorite songs, Needle 24-7, Six Pounder. It has like two great solos in it. (laughs) God, and just when... uh, God, just the riffs in Six Pounder are just ah. Uh, I uh, it, it, I'm trying not to make the sounds with my mouth. <laughs> it's just like ah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Because I have uh, needle for twenty needle twenty four seven playing in my head right now. That I the, want the, to the, do the it. Main, I want to make the, the main melody. Yeah, yeah. Like when there's a song I really like, like, and there's a part in there that's just not lyrics or anything i i will just start making the sound with my mouth it's i i feel you that's that's funny yeah because <laughs> i i know that's not going to be pleasant for podcast listeners but just the but that, like be honest listeners you all do that too and you like try to <laughs> vocally approximate whatever sounds happening that's not lyrical but like in six pounder yeah. at the end of the first chorus where they they say six 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 pounder and then kicks into that first guitar solo i'm like fucking shit it gets me rock hard every time yeah the the guitar the guitar sections on in this album are fantastic yeah uh little blood red riding hood was uh, another one of my favorites okay i really like um my favorite tracks i actually have them listed all needle 24 7 six pounder chokehold Bottom Beach, Terror, Angels Don't Kill, Triple Court's Hammer Blow, You're Better Off Dead, and Hate Crew Death Roll. I pretty much like almost every song on there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's, I don't feel like there's a, there's a bad song. There's definitely some that stuck out more to me. Like some of my other favorite songs, like I love 
uh, Bowdoin Beach Terror because it's just like fast, crazy. Yes. And it has those like has, has two killer guitar solos in it. Um, Angels Don't Kill. Which it's, that that's a really a a nice change of pace. Yeah. Because it comes like right smack dab in the middle of the album, and it's the closest this band's ever done to sort of a ballad. Yeah. And like yeah. it has, has some really cool vocals in it. Um and like so just I got just like immediate like Castlevania vibes. Oh yeah. And th- there's some chords in there that like just like rung a bell really hard for me. I think it, it, it there's something in it that reminds me of um Sabaton, Careless Rex. Yeah. There's some chords in there that sound very similar. Yeah, um, they're very much power metal inspired. And like, um, I think there's some vocals, and it might have been in Bowden Beach, uh, Terror that kind of remind me of like Lordy, the like the the, the monster, oh, yeah, metal yeah, guys, yeah. um, Triple Quartz Hammer, that spooky intro, love it. Uh, I really love someone put something in my drink. <laughs> that, that that was a like, I, <laughs> granted, um, with most with almost all the albums I was introduced to today, I had a really hard time making out the lyrics. But I just really love the sound of someone put something in my drink. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. No, I was about to say this. Um, this is definitely more accessible in terms of uh, power metal, death metal. Uh, this is actually listed as melodic death metal, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would also throw in uh, this is like easily bubblegum metal because of just how um, it's not as hard and inaccessible as a lot of metal is now. You just pissed off a bunch of. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, I'll say. You, you're I mean, going to have say some the fucking thing. nerds coming after you, Winslow. Like, Bubblegum metal, metal is not. DMs. Because uh, like, metalheads are like the most insufferable nerds. And plus, like, they're very inclusive and like, oh, we stay in our box and you and your shit can't get in our box. Like, you know, very regimented and very like separate. Which like. Which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And but plus, like, especially one of the things that separate a lot of different, like, subgenre metal are very minuscule. Yeah, like, like, I mean, there's some subgenres of metal that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see why that would be a separate thing. But then there'll be, like, times where they'll, like, I found this one part of this one song by this band you've never heard of, and we're just going to make an entire band and that's all we're playing is just that one part of that song. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Just, like, it's just like, for, for, there's a lot of like just nerdy bullshit that happens with metalheads. And like, I say this as someone who's like the, the most removed from like musical fandom, but even I know that. Yeah. And, and thankfully now with the internet and stuff like that, a lot of those barriers are breaking down. Also too, a lot of the old heads are dying off. Um, uh, Make way for the new blood. Yeah, the younger ones are a little bit more. They're a, lot, a little bit more nicer. They're a little yeah, bit yeah. Yeah, I was about, uh, I was about to say because like experience. And then uh, I bring up bubblegum because uh, that's what was used to describe. I remember reading this. That was what was used to describe Ghost, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. They are a lot softer and more accessible, and I love it. It's hell, Satan. Um, but um. Man, I, yeah, like, and when I say, when I named my favorite tracks, that doesn't mean the songs that I don't have on here aren't good. It's just that these ones are the ones that stood out to me. The entire album's great, I believe. It works um, fully. And uh, speaking of, um, well, we weren't speaking of it, but uh, 
Beach Bodum Beach Terror. I really like that because for some reason in my mind when I heard it, I just thought it was like a parody of like Beach Boys. I thought it was so fun. It <laughs> reminds me it just reminded me of a scene uh in a slasher movie where there's a bunch of like teens on a beach and they're just getting killed. They're just being cut up. Yeah. Like uh or or like the the beach scene in uh It Follows. Um it was just a little. This album was just a lot of fun, and that I think that's what makes it even better is that like it just doesn't. It's serious, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. I mean, I think I saw in uh, when I was looking stuff up about this album that guitarist, lead guitarist. Um, I think I saw in an interview where he said that um, that that that's if you like he doesn't take um, this genre music or the album like you know. He doesn't take it like he takes it seriously, but like I think it was like he's they were having fun with it, and if you can't have fun with it, then you know what you know what's the point? Don't be so serious about it. And um, I really, I really like that. I really enjoy that about this because it's just a whole lot of fun. Just like Pat said, just fast paced, in your face punches. It's just so good. Yeah. And uh, I I like at the end of Bowden Beach Terror, they pull a freaking line lines from american psycho psycho christian bale's character patrick bateman yeah i really like that because there were, there were like some spoken audio clips in there like you know there's one in angels don't kill us says my pain is like constant and sharp and it goes on a little longer and there's one i forget where it is attached to it's like death what do you know about death or something like that yeah i think that's at the end of needle 24 7 so, so i thought that was funny to have like these sort of audio clips sort of in, inserted in there for like flavor yeah and and, and sort of going off of what you were saying wenzel it was like yeah uh yeah these guys just really had fun honestly probably a little too much fun because they were notorious for having like killer parties and (laughs) uh uh and alexi is dead from some health issues that popped up just like a lot of hard living it sounds like yeah and over Dang. like the past few years you can see he he's looking a little ske- he was looking a little skeletal but yeah they they yeah it's like i love just sort of the more jovial jovial is not the right word but you know you just like just like very, just, i don't like want to say enthusiast yeah i don't want to say tongue yeah. in cheek but you know just more of having fun with it cuz like I love the shit out of metal, but some bands tend to take it are a little too self serious with it, and especially when you're in the more extreme genres like black or death metal, taking yourself too seriously makes you look more silly than you think you are. That's why my favorite metal bands are like mythology based. Uh, when they're not racist, uh, <laughs> yeah, when, black. There metal are some is full good mythology Nazis. bands, but there are good mythology bands that are not racist. I promise. Oh, yeah. Just, just be very careful, because I, because uh, like, man, you think it sounds so good? Let me look at these lyrics. Oh no, I should not listen to this ever again. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I saw a meme that was uh, the uh, the cycle of listening to black metal. It's like find a band. Really love the sound. Find out they're Nazis. Not listen to them anymore. <laughs> Repeat cycle. <laughs> Repeat cycle. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, uh, as far as like any sort of complaints I have with this album, like like y'all said, I love it. Every song on this album is great. I do think it is a little front loaded, where like all my favorite songs are more on the front half of the album. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I think you. a lot of that also kind of has, I think, has to do with sort of like 
older uh, album making philosophy because you know you kind of want to lead with your best stuff but uh, uh if i had but a, but, but that, that's just me like grasping at straws like nerd uh if i had like a, any other small criticisms um the vocals were like a little too like uh, bordering a little too screechy for me i know like there's obviously yeah. ones that are much more like like haggard and, and yelling but like it's it's on a on a, a cusp of a line. It's just like this is a little screechy, but like it's not in any way intolerable. It's just kind of like it, yeah, it's more in the direction. I feel like that's not my taste, but it doesn't like cross it. Right? I mean, yeah, and like I love Alexi's guitar stuff. His voice isn't necessarily the greatest, but like <laughs> the thing is, is a lot of bands from like Scandinavia at this time, like. The, like the this guy these guys opeth like they're just like we need a singer who's gonna sing and i was like i guess i'll do it <laughs> yeah i was gonna i would agree with you pat it, it almost crosses the line of being like intolerable because when you have uh these bands who like pretty much are going into like screamo territory i get really turned off because it's like you know i don't mind that i can't fully understand when a uh what a singer is saying like i don't mind that um it's just that when it's like it's when it gets to pig noises <laughs> you're making pig noises <laughs> so y'all squealing. y'all say that but like part of me is like i love that shit i find it hilarious but, <laughs> okay but then there but for me there's some that are tolerable like like um god there's a song on this one <laughs> one album um for a band uh old iron i think it's um I can't understand anything they're saying, and I love it. Uh, so, and they're speaking English. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. I, wee, yeah I, wee. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm making. Hey, I'm singing. Oh, the, wee. Oh yeah. Give me. Yeah. No. 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 Give me. Somebody. Give me a guitar lick. And yeah. But also too. <laughs> now, like, so, <laughs> just like listening to these songs and i'm like how the fuck is he singing while playing this shit because yeah. that's how i feel about every I, I, when artist. it comes not every artist some artists have like the guitar stuff already no no I'm, no no i'm talking about talent like you know well you know like how like that's good like being able to sing and play stuff like it's crazy because because yeah. it's, it's pretty just cool. like holy shit this is th- th- there's a there's a song on the album before this is called Kissing the Shadows where, I mean, he's just doing fucking crazy shit while fucking s- screaming. And I know, like, because technically screaming isn't, like, I don't want to say it's not music because it's music, but it's not music in the way, like, most music theorists would. Like, you're not singing, like, actual notes or anything. It's more just, like... Well, I'd call those music theorists some punk ass. Well, bitches. also too, uh, most music theory, at least in the West, is built off of like what eighteenth century German composers thought music was supposed to be like. Oh, so racism? Yeah, it basically, uh. and and the the guy who's <laughs> like who basically is the foundation who wrote the book that's the foundation of modern music theory was like a proto Nazi. So. Mm. Music theory is racist. 
<laughs> if you want more info on that, Adam Neely has a really great video on white supremacy and uh, music so, schools. What you're telling me, Jonathan, is that now when it comes to music, we should just improvise all the time. Yes. There, yes. There are no rules in music. There are no rules in art. Do whatever you want. That is true. Exactly. Pat, there it's, are no rules. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, you know, I, I'm kind of being, you know, being tongue in cheek with all that. But like, th there is definitely some like white supremacy in music Dude, theory. Get your tongue out of your cheek. Oh, oh I can't help it. I it's got a hole in there. Yeah. Get your tongue out oh. of your cheek into I don't know an ass. Naughty, naughty. I see you. Dirty fart boxes, Pat. I really liked the album. I th I thought it was really good. Sent me back in time for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, overall, very nice. I'm definitely going to be listening to uh, Needled 24-7 uh, a lot. Thanks for bringing it back into my life, Jonathan. Um, I would also like to say really love the uh, the keyboard section in Chokehold. I love the keyboard sections through the, the entire thing. The keyboard sections caught me off guard because I... I I've never had keyboard sections in Death or Power Metal as much, and they were really good. Well, and not really like this. That. Like most of the time, if you're going to have a keyboard in metal, unless you're like fucking Dream Theater, but those guys are a bunch of fucking nerds. You're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thanks, I mean they went to Berkeley. They're a bunch of fucking. I mean, it's true. What? Yeah. But I, I mean, no, you don't. You just usually don't. I mean, it's mostly like just like chords, like ambient noise in the background. It's not like this yeah. forefront, like doo -doo 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 -doo, you know. Oh yeah, no, I, exactly, exactly. Um, I really liked it, and um, also for Triple Court's Hammer Blow, you guys talked about creepy it was. I was gonna say I got John Carpenter, John Carpenter influence from that or vibes. Um, I might be wrong. I might be correct. I don't know, but I loved it. Hell yeah. Yeah. If, Eight out of ten, Jonathan. That's my rating for this album. Eight out of ten. Loved it. Yeah. If you like this shit, I recommend the two albums before this. Hate Breeder and Follow the Reaper. The green and blue album, respectively. Gotcha. All right, everybody else, put out your ratings right now. Uh, I would say eight out of ten as well. I really liked it. I would say i give it an eight. I mean, i give it Jonathan? a nine, but that, I'm, just, I'm biased, so. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fine. By ass nerd, bitch. All right. Uh, well, thank you, All Jonathan. Right. Uh, round of applause for Jonathan. Clap, 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 clap. Let's clap. All right. And uh, we'll be talking about the second album on on the discussion table today, and that was given to us by Colt. Colt, would you lead us into the next album, please? Yes, sir, Sergeant, sir. <laughs> I will. <laughs> My album today is called Details by Fru-Fru. Uh, this album, I chose it because it's been something I've been listening to a lot lately. And uh, it was something that I didn't really discover mm -hmm. until now. This album came out in 2002. Uh, it's made by Imogen Heap, which you might know her from Hide and Seek. It's Imogen Heap, okay? Let me fucking talk, okay? Well, say the name right, or don't talk at all. Let me... And Guy Sigsworth. They're a it's duo. It's actually Gooey's... <laughs> Fuck you. Okay? The duo's Imogen Heap and Guy Sigsworth. No, it's not... It's, 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 uh, say it right, Cole. It's a Mog and Heap. I'm gonna be... And it's Gooey Sigsworth. Bleep, blurp, bleep, blurp. 
I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of this guy's name. My name's Wenzel. But you, you, you know her because she's got a beautiful voice and she's created a very unique, unique and Guy voice Sigsworth too. is very, very much so. Uh, guy Sigsworth is a guy that uh, mostly works in the background. He does. Uh, he works with a bunch of big artists. He doesn't really stick uh, with people for long. Uh, I'm saying this because the band released this album in 2002, and they disbanded in 2004. So th- they were only together for two years. It wasn't any like infighting or anything like that. It was amicably. Uh, they're done. They're just done. Uh, but they came back as uh, as of 2017. They are active again. Uh, doing some stuff but yeah that's uh that's 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 the reason why i picked them uh another bit of info before we get into the actual tracks and what's holding it uh i had no fucking clue that frou-frou covered holding out for a hero for the shrek 2 soundtrack that fucked me up more than anything what (laughs) okay that's a that's a fucking bomb to drop frou-frou covered holding out for a hero the uh, Bonnie Tyler song, I think, for Shrek 2. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the most memorable part from Shrek 2 is that holding out for hero. It's like half meme, half serious in, in, uh, enjoyment. I've never seen But Shrek. the thing is, I think they used the original Bonnie Tyler in the the main scene with oh, holding out they? for hero. I I don't. They just have this in the soundtrack. I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, that that was a period of time where like movies would release like the original soundtrack, which was like the movie the composer would compose for the movie, and then there was like just like some random song, like pop songs they would just put together. No, yeah, because I I remember clearly when I got the soundtrack to Pokemon the movie two thousand, it had just. The most disparate amount of artists you can imagine has like the B-52s, Donna Summers, Weird Al Yankovic. Well, I mean, he wrote the original Pokemon theme song, right? What? I, I swear I'm not making no, that No, like, he, he has a song in the Pokemon. He, he has Pokemon. That's, I know that's in there. I don't know if I he... Thought, I thought he wrote the original Pokemon. I don't know if he wrote the the English Colt. lyrics for the original Pokemon theme song. While you're looking that up, Colt, get us back on track with Image and Heap. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, we're up, talking on, about Pokemon. Al, you ain't you ain't subtle. All right, continue. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> please. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, we're talking about Fru Fru the album details. It's a uh, uh, it, this album. It makes me feel. Very nostalgic, even though I did not listen to this album until late 2020. And I was kind of mad that I didn't find out about Fru-Fru until late 2020 because I've been listening to Imogen Heap since fucking Hide and Seek in uh, 2006, 2005. It was a very nice welcome uh, into my life. I'm very glad that I found it. And uh, I know that uh, picking out specific favorite songs is a thing that Jonathan did, but I legitimately love every single track on this album. I really, really love it. It's a depressing uh, album in ways because it's mostly about breakups and tough relationship stuff. Stuff that was pretty big, I feel, in the media in this time frame. It was a bunch of... uh, Breakup albums or... Yeah. 
like uh, I dug my key into the side of his pay, pay, four wheel drive. Okay, carve my okay. name into his letters. Just Carrie Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> it was breakup music. Taylor Swift was part of it as well, but uh, it's done. I mean, this album came out in like a, a little differently. Yes, it, it it was like the beginning area, I guess. It was literally January first, two thousand two. Oh, it was? That's the actual date? That's the actual date, January 1st, 2002. Oh, damn. But uh, it's it's done differently. It's done in a way that I really like it. It's all around very beautiful album that I love. Uh, now, everybody, take your knives out and start stabbing me. Tell me what you yeah, think. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, yeah, Imogen no. Heap were like heap of amazing musical talent. Got her. Yeah. hey Yeah. Yeah. Suck on these nuts. Jesus I, Christ. That's disrespectful. I yelled that in my fucking house That's with my parents. Um, <laughs> Wenzel's dad's going to come in the room and like, Wenzel, you're grounded. Um, but dad, yeah, I'm no, 23. This... I don't give a oh, shit. You want to make it two weeks? Um, I'm not. I'm not. Also, when I said that, I wasn't saying that to Fru-Fru. I was saying that to Colt. Um, we'll let the viewers be the judge of that. Still. Please. No, I, I said it to Colt. Please, please, please. Fucking Wenzel's canceled. Anyway, uh, no, Cole, I was going to say, this was, like, for the time and even now, it's, it's, like, different from a lot of electronic music. Um, this is, like, this goes into, like, alternative pop, electronic pop, stuff like that, That those areas, those genres. And it was very nice, very ambient. Um, like you said, it deals with... Um, it deals with a lot of subject matter concerning breakups and relationships and stuff. So that was, um, you know, that's not new, but it was definitely interesting. Um, one of the songs actually is a, an, a, a, is a cover. Uh, Manning Shroud is a cover of an yes. Acacia, uh, the the group Acacia or whatever. I, I, yeah, Acacias. Yeah. Manning Shroud. Um, I... I got to say, I really, I really loved it. I really liked it. I loved, I love Image and Heap. And uh, I remember Colt telling me, like, you need to listen to Fru Fru. I was like, okay, whatever, nerd. Uh, suck on these nuts. And then. Uh, you did say that. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and then whenever this, whenever Colt threw that in here for this, uh, this episode, I was like, hell yeah. And um, I liked. Um, my favorite songs, I'll just go ahead and tell them, uh, Let Go, Breathe In, Must Be Dreaming, Psycho Babble. I really like Psycho Babble. Uh, Only Got One, Shush, or Shh. I really like Shh as well. Hear Me Out, Maddening Trout, The Cover, and Dumbing, uh, Dumbing Down Love. And, um, you know, and the songs that I, you know, I didn't say, because I didn't say every song, but I pretty much liked every song. Um, they're all good, but these were the ones that were just I thought were amazing. I, the sound really stood out to me um manning shroud was interesting because it uses those bollywood um type beats to it and i really um i really enjoyed that uh I re- the, just the mixing the sound was just really good really well done for all of this um really cool really good thank you Colt. thank you thank you just some of my favorite songs my, my top three just in order as they appear on the album um it's good to be in love. Must be dreaming. Maddening shroud. Um, I really like. I think it's good to be in love. Is might be the, the, the my first favorite of the three. It has like this really like percussive intro. Had, like to me, it just had like this really like good vibes feeling. It had it really gave like, this song particularly and and the overall the entire al- al- album is just like it really threw me back to like the late nineties. 
Because it has a yeah. very like late '90s inspired sound. Obviously, because it came out 2002, so there's gonna be some carryover. But like, it really gave me a nostalgia for that uh, that time. Um, and like, and some of the other ones, like, um, there's there's like a there's like three songs in a row that I just like thought were like really good. They all just hit really good to me. Uh, Only got one sh- and hear me out. Um, I did, even though Psycho Babble wasn't one of my favorites. I, I did like what it did. Just like this, just like a lot of distorted sounds and like artificial sounds. Yes, there. Uh, it's, it's definitely more darker, um, dramatic and sort of bassy. Or not bassy, brassy. Yeah, there's definitely like some horns and brass throughout the throughout the album, um, which um, had, I think had a really good just like kind of driving pace. Even though it was kind of like a understated song, it, it kind of had a rhythm to it. It's kind of, I kind of want to move to this somehow yeah it was um i I don't know there there were a couple songs like where it was pretty mellow but like the bass line or something in the lower register was kind of driving that kept the momentum going Mm -hmm. because especially when you do a lot of mellow albums it can feel stagnant after a while but like this just there were there was always like a constant motion to it and, and like I, like even though like I, it, it was really interesting. Just it, it's a weird bird because it has like this like mysterious sort of air to it. It's very ethereal, and it's a, I love a lot of the ambient soundscapes and uh, the scents and stuff that, and like like y'all were saying, the artificial sounds, the electronic sounds, really just it kind of felt like I was being like enveloped in a weighted blanket. Yeah, I I feel that. Like, when I listen to this album, I see how I used to imagine things as a child. Everything's white and pure, and everything's, like, smooth and, like, uh, very little detail. Uh, it's, It's a beautiful thing that I imagine when I listen to it. Oh, wow. I was that that's funny because like that's like a deep contrast to mine because I remember everything as a child being super dark and uh and uh, not not as detailed um once just had his eyes closed yeah uh no that like that's that's the thing about this is that like uh from what I read when it comes to certain instruments or instrumentals they you know they used actual instruments that's why uh this for being an electronic genre was like really um people really uh, enjoyed or thought was like pretty unique was because of the use of uh actual instruments and um man it was just it was just really uh really really good uh especially um i really like the strumming at the beginning of shush or shushing whatever the song you want to call it shh. um and then there's like an instrumental section that was really really freaking good um and uh, going back to Psycho Babble, one thing I liked about Psycho Babble was also how um, it it was pretty much uh, talking about how um, how women are um, what's the word um, how like they'll they'll explain something and then a man will usually take over and explain the same thing like mansplaining. Um, yeah, gas kind of like gaslighting as well. Yeah, like I really I was like wow like this is re- <laughs> this is really fucking good um, really. Really like, enjoyed that. Well, in that song too, what I like, even sort of in the song construction, like in the in the foreground of the the song is you know similar to what we've been hearing throughout the album. You know, very ethereal, uh, 
I don't want to say a typical song structure, but you, you know, typical for this album. But in in the like background, there there is this like unsettling. I don't know what to call it, but it is this really like very uh, dissonant uh, tone that's just laid over. It sounds like a bell. It, it's it's like a bell, but I don't know if it's a bell or like some or what, but but it is. It, it, uh, <coughs> It's kind of like when your ears ring, that that sort. Yeah. So like everything sounds normal, but there's that little bit in the back that's like, and I think that that really goes well with the lyrics, which are about you know, uh, gaslighting, you know, labeling women as hysteric, that sort of thing. Yeah. One more song I want to talk about. Um, the last one on the album, uh, the Dummy Down of Love. Uh, it, it was a. I think it was a really interesting way to end the album. Because, like, it's definitely one of the more, like, slower, more somber songs on the album. And, like, this is definitely a, a personal thing, but with the, the, this, the use of, like, the overall sort of atmosphere of the song and sort of, like, the horns they use in Dumbing Down, like, I got, like, this sort of, like, really weird, like, nocturnal vibe. Yeah. Like, you know, this is, this is like, something you've... To be plain, be very apropos, like just like a, a drive late at night. Yeah, I very much like got the impression of like being uh, in like New York, like a New York apartment, like late at night and it's raining, sort of thing. And, and probably like away from like Times Square, where I mean, even if it's like one o'clock in the morning, it's going to be it's going to be like the sun's out. It's like a late night in a dark city. Yeah. Hey, you said New York. Mm-hmm. You said New York, Jersey. I'm walking here. Yeah, and, and, and I think, the Godfather. I, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> and I think the 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 jazzy brass section at the end really, um, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think I threw. I think I threw Jonathan off. <laughs> my mind broke. Um, I re- like. I think probably my favorite song on the album is "Must Be Dreaming." Mm-hmm. Just sort of that soundscape. It re- like it starts out with the plucky guitar intro. I'm like, all right, you play, you put any sort of guitar in front of me, I'm gonna be like, this automatically is a five out of ten. <laughs> now you can build off of this. <laughs> but uh, like the little uh, like trickling piano and the chorus. Uh, if you've ever listened to the Final Fantasy 13 soundtrack, I very much got that sort of tone. And it is I, very ethereal, and it very much does feel like sort of being caught up in the uh, that sort of honeymoon phase of being in love with someone. I was about to say, Jonathan, I've never played Final Fantasy, but I got Final Fantasy vibes from this album. Like, yeah, like it, it, I don't know why it hit. It, you go ahead. You know, like later Final Fantasies too. I could, I could definitely see it. It hit it hit a weird nostalgia for me for like early two thousands anime. Yeah. Uh, even anime AMVs. Like, I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> like <laughs> Yes, let's get the fucking Fergie AMVs for like Naruto. <laughs> let's get let's get some three doors down. Let's get some three days grace to like heavily pixelated Naruto song. Oh, or uh, or, or you, you forgot the number one. And that was Lincoln Park. <laughs> Thanks for the memories, though. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for the, the memories. memories. Yeah. Uh, somebody, even though they weren't so great. But yeah, like all the songs y'all are talking about, fucking dig. I really love "Let Go." That's a, I think, is a really awesome way to open the album. 
you know, we talked about Psycho Babble enough. Uh, I really love Shh. Um, because, like, when I was talking about earlier, the sort of that driving element to a lot of the songs, like, this was, that was the one I was kind of thinking it, I had in my mind. And then also the fucking, the bass line towards the back half of the song fucking slaps. Yes. Yes. This is, like, real, like, groovy. And plus there's, there's yeah. that really nice, like, fake out in the middle of it. You think, it, 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 song peters out, and it's like, oh, okay, not, 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 psych, bitch, we still got a whole minute and a half left to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I really fucking love love this. This is a ah, it's real good. If you like it, check out her solo work. It's just as good in my opinion. Uh, it's very good. Also, stuff. check out that YouTube video where she like has this glove that she makes this like crazy sci-fi self concert with. You have to see it to believe it. It's insane. Yeah, I think it's like the yeah. NPR table talk. Yeah, it's no, it's the NPR yes. Tiny Desk Tiny Desk uh, concert. Tiny Desk. Um, yeah. Anybody listening, go check that out. It's crazy. She developed that technology and software herself, which is insane. Um, yeah. She's magic. She is just a magical person that I want nothing but good things to happen to. Please. That's right. Please. Imogen Heap, come on the show and uh, talk about your magic finger glove. Yes. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That'd be awesome. So, uh... What's uh? What's those numbers? I assume we're gonna do this for all of them. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, just throw those numbers. I'm gonna force you guys to. Uh, for me, yeah, John, to be scared. Um, for me, it's a eight and a half out of ten. I really loved it. Yeah, yeah. I personally, like a nine. I fucking love it. Yeah, I think I'm going I'm with Wenzel, like an eight and a half. Like, uh, <laughs> the only like sort of criticism I could come up with, similar to the album I chose. I feel like it is very front-loaded, at least for me. A lot of my favorite songs are more of the front half of the album. Yeah. But, like, that's, like like I said with the Children of Bottom album, that's just grasping at straws. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, you know, the songs I didn't like, I didn't like them because they were bad. They just didn't hit me like these other ones. Um, but, you know, sound quality and stuff and just overall, like... Um, composition. Composition, it... Great, you know, well done. What about you, Pat? Um, hmm, I'm trying to think like a, a number that stick to it. Be nervous. Uh, I my my initial score was like seven point five. Like oh, okay, like I like, like like I'll just go ahead and say like I enj- I enjoyed every single album we talked about. It's just more so like this is this is definitely one like I would like just put on to like to chill or relax to. Because like I'm just more so my direction, personal taste in music is just more energetic, and while this is very mellow, it's not bad by any means. It's just like just left of where my taste starts yeah. to diverge, but it's still very good. I would definitely recommend it. It's super chill, super moody, just super ethereal, and I think you'll be it'll be well well worth your time to look into it. Heck yeah! All right, that was uh, Fru Fru's details. I say, claps for Colt. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, clap them. Clap them. Clap them. Anybody twerking? Anybody I'm, twerking? I'm twerking. Yeah. I'm wall twerking. <laughs> Small waist, pretty face, oh, big bank. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Wenzel, uh, take it over with your album. <laughs> All right. God, when, well, when fucking my... Wenzel put that in chat, I'm like, God, this is the most Wenzel pick. I, I, 
I, I, I, honestly, I didn't see who put it in. I just saw the title, and it's like, oh, that's Wenzel. I don't have to even know <laughs> because that's clearly him. The title and, of the album and the, and the name of the band. Yeah, and, and then also, too, like when I started listening to it, I was like, oh, yeah, this has big Wenzel vibes. <laughs> Love Man, you. I'm looking at like a past album's cover. I'm going to let you introduce them before I talk about it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) This is a band. Their genre is stoner metal, doom metal, alternative metal. Uh, I've only listened to this album by them. I want to listen to more, but they're just, they've been out in my uh, queue. Uh, This is, (laughs) I like it. I love it so much because when I, I wanted to buy, I still need to buy their record of this because it's so... The name of the band is Goblin Cock, and their album is Necronomic Donkey Konga Macon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard that right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, God fucking damn it. Like, it's so hard to say. It really is. Like, at first I didn't have trouble with it, but then I keep seeing Kong Emicon. I'm like, that sounds weird. Necronomic ne- Donkey Konga Macon. Yeah, because, like, you, you can say pretty well, but that, that last little, like, Breakdowns like okay, how do I bridge Kong into Macan? Yep, <laughs> it's one of those things that I can say perfectly in my head, but if I try to say it out loud, it's over. My life is <laughs> the disconnect <laughs> between my my brain and my mouth. Did I set you yeah. guys up to be ruined by this? Maybe. But uh, what I was talking about with their past album, <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- this this album's called Bagged and Boarded, and the the Goblin Cock. They're so smart. They're the album cover is a goblin sitting in a throne and he's got a giant goblin cock hanging below his robes with a uh uh what is that called a prince, prince albert what is that thing called a cock prince ring he has albert a massive cock and a cock ring just popping out from his robe yeah and, and it's like it, you don't really notice it if you're not paying attention and then you just like your eyes pan down and it's like oh that's a dick that's a fucking dick <laughs> goddamn right it's something else so yeah um uh, excuse me um it it was just funny because uh they had to explain or sorry they didn't have to explain on wikipedia when i looked them up it says the album cover is a literal depiction of the group's name (laughs) okay (laughs) 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 which which it says also too which could also be considered a double entendre like uh, <laughs> I feel like it's pretty straightforward in what it is. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. But um, anyway, yeah, I when I heard about these guys, I was, <laughs> I was actually listening to a punk band called Tropical Fuckstorm. I know that is <laughs> it, it, the it, best band name I have ever heard. No, well, it's called Tropical album, Fuckstorm. I'm writing that shit down. Yeah, Tropical Fuckstorm. Uh, I had a. Uh, I think it was 2018, I had a lot of their songs from their album um, on our year-end stuff, but of course, uh, it was snubbed. Now that you said that, that sounds familiar now. It was snubbed, but anyway. It's not for me. It was snubbed. Um, Really, really loved them, and I was like, their their label at the time was Joyful Noise Recordings, and um, I was trying to, I was buying their record, and then it was like, it was just like random recommendations, uh, was uh, this other other two artists, Sleep Party People and Kishi Bashi. And then I saw Goblin Cock. And I was like, whoa. I gotta look at these guys. Life it was life-changing. I gotta look at these guys. I saw their record. It was like this beautiful orange. 
I don't know if it's still in the store, but I want to buy it if I can find it. And then I saw the name, Necronome Donkey Kong Macon, and I was like, I have to listen to this. So I listened to it, and I was like, this is my shit. And then, you know, what, three years later, uh, Jonathan's like, hey, let's do an album review episode. And I was like, hmm, look at all these albums that I could recommend to these guys. And then I remembered this one. So all of my all of the ones that I had in my in front of me, I pushed them to the side. And I was like, this is the one I'm going to throw at them. <laughs> and I mean, there's not really much to say. It's just kind of a fun little doom metal album. I mean, there's nothing really like, you know, you might want to you can say it's artsy. Goblin cock is artsy. I don't know. Um you know, it's it's just another it's just another thing of like like kind of like Children of Bodom, except where the the vocals are, you know, not crossing they're not crossing the barrier into screamo or anything. Like the lyrics are pretty understandable. Um, it's you know it's um, they're not they're t- not they're you know they take the music they do seriously because it's music and they love their music, but it's also like okay. They're not. They're having fun with it. And for this, uh, me personally, my favorite songs are uh, "Something Haunted," uh, "Montresor," uh, "Stew Pot's Package," "Youth Pastoral," "Flumed," "Bothered," "Your Watch," "The Undeer," "World Is Moving," "Island Island," and "Buck." Uh, I I pretty much like almost every song. I um, "Youth Pastoral." There's like I think two instrumental songs only. "Youth Pastoral" and I think "The Dorse." I really like "Youth Pastoral." It just sounded really, really good um, instrumentally. The Doors was just kind of like, okay, it's just it just sounds like everything else. So I didn't throw it out on here. Um, like I said, the guitars, the bass, the drums are just bumping on this album. The mixing, the sound mixing is just, it's good. It's clear, not bad at all. Uh, you can you can clearly, everything is, uh, everything you can hear it perfectly. You can hear the drums, you can hear the guitar, you can hear the bass, you can hear the vocals. Nothing is sounding each other out, so it's where it's just a, just loudness or just noise. Um, and uh, what did you guys think? I fucking loved it. <laughs> right off, yeah, it's fucking good. I, I really liked it. It's it's giving me the vocals very much so. It reminds me of Papa Emeritus. Yeah, from that, that would be my main thing. I, I was thinking about the albums. I got big ghost vibes from this album in terms of the vocals. Yeah, Goblin Cock and Ghost. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like there were points in the album. I'm like, this dude kind of sounds like Ozzy a little bit. Or like the uh, the singer of the Offspring, I can hear that too. And, yeah, and, and like the one of the first things I thought of when I heard this, I was like, this sounds uh, similar to like Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath era, Black Sabbath. It's a lot of Sabbaths in there. <laughs> but uh, God, yeah, I, I like usually I'm I'm more on the not so much on the doom side of metal. Uh, slowly getting there, but. That just wasn't what I grew up with, but like, uh, like whereas like Children of Bodom, like the guitar clone tone is really crisp, uh, clean, straight to the point. This one is just like really chunky and sludgy, and I fucking yes love that yes. shit. It's meaty. It's that fuck. What's that? Chunky's Campbell's soup. It's chunky. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just dirty. Re- really it's nasty. It's just chunky. Uh. God, it reminds me of like bands like High on Fire or uh, like uh, a little bit of Mastodon in there too. 
Yeah. I I hear, I hear that, that, yeah. And it's uh I fucking dug the shit out of this thing. And and also <laughs> it was like really like no nonsense, get in, get out, straight to the fucking point. It was and, and like I don't know, to me it was like out of all the I, I even like sometimes like my, my album, this was like one of the easier ones to come back to because it was just so like I don't know, easy to get into and just like really fun. I was gonna say yes. like this, like just looking at the, the the album length, it has it's a pretty sizable like length, you know, thirteen, fourteen songs. But then I remember listening to it the other day. It's like this really flew by, despite how many tracks are on the album. Yeah, and, and granted, a lot yeah. of them are really short, but yeah. like still, yeah. it, 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 like there's like at least two instrumentals on the song on the album too. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 what I really liked about it is that it's like you see all these songs and it's like ah shit, this is really long. No, it goes by very quick. It's no nonsense. Another like kind of just flurry punches to the face, fun. Yeah, yeah, and, and like for like the first half of the album, there, there's this really awesome flow where each song sort of leads into the next in such a way where it feels like just like one long song at some point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I remember when I first listened to this, I was like, I was like, Oh man, am I on the, I'm still, I was like, am I still on the first song? It's like, no, I'm like four songs in. I'm like, Holy shit. And then uh, I listened to it again because I didn't, I, I, I've on and off again, listened to it. I listened to it again. I thought the same thing. I was like, man, where am I? And then I'm like, Seven songs deep, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I love it. Um, just like some of my favorites, um, something haunted. Uh, it, it's, it's a great way to start the album off. That's that's uh, I really loved it. Major ghost vibes, like I said, um, fucking killer riff. It sounds so great. Uh, another one I got ghost vibes bothered. Uh, that that was probably my favorite song on the album. Um, Hell yeah, I really like youth pastoral. Uh, like it has some really like fun like sort of quick vocals and it has that crazy just like really long sustained note. I know. Middle. I was like, you know, I, I was like, <laughs> all right, he's still got all right, he's still going. It's he like fuck because <laughs> like whether he holds that note or they extend it, it just like through electronica. Either way, it's it, it's it catches you off guard. It's like wow, that's really long. And um, <laughs> and I really like World is Moving because it's the most different, like, in terms mm -hmm. of the sound. Because you have, like, you know, this, like, sort of, like, metal-y type. And then, it, like, you hit World is Moving. It's, like, very, like, mellow and, like, slow. And, like, or maybe not slow, but it's kind of, like, chill. It's, like, if, if I, in my head, every song was, like, red or black, but this was blue. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It, 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 you know, whatever your synesthesia <laughs> yeah. shit is. Because <laughs> now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, I see that. Yeah, no, it fits too. Because world, blue world, earth, and also like, I was surprised at how the album ends because it ends kind of on a, a more low key note for like an album that's pretty heavy for the most part. Yeah, it's kind of like the tip of the cock, the tip of the goblin <laughs> cock, as in like it's big, and then at the very end, it's a little tip. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree. That's. That was something that I was like, that's why, like, for me personally, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird way to end it. But, you know, I'll take it. It's still good. No, uh, like, I think it fits 100%. It just, it kind of caught me off guard because, like, like with uh, Children of Bodom, technically, like, on Spotify, there's, like, the last three songs are just, like, bonus tracks. So it ends with hate the title track. And that that's very, like, 
bombastic ending. And then like with Goblin Cock and Fru Fru, you know, two bands I never thought I would share the same that would share the same sentence. They <laughs> both their albums end on like a more low key, like mellow note. It was like, okay. <laughs> two two bands going for drastically different names and it is funny like i forgot like there's kind of like this kayfabe music portion to the band yeah the, like even if, I, if there's a band i don't really care for in terms of music like they at least have my appreciation that they have like a character because let's just let's, let's just talk about the member names real quick we have on guitar and vocals we have lord phallus on on guitar we have lick my heart on bass guitar we have tinnitus island and then on drums is Mylar Grinnestein. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't understand the last one, but I those are fucking good. <laughs> all all they a, need, no, it's a. All they need is a band member named Mike Hunt. And then like, cause like, cause even like the the photo you'll see on Spotify, it's just like five dudes standing on like some like beachside cliff rock, just like wearing Grim Reaper cloaks. <laughs> Goblin cock. Uh, but, but I did say, even though they're totally different in terms of their sound, just like when Winslow put the Goblin shit in the, for the episode, that threw me back to one of the year-end episodes where Colt put this other Goblin band in it, Necro Goblicon. And yeah. I, I, just, I still remember that song. I, I still believe in Goblins, where it's just this dude wears like this like suspenders and like shirt with like a full latex rubber Goblin mask. It's bizarre. But they're like they're two wildly different bands and sounds. But the, just the Goblin, like thread, just threw me back to that. Yeah. Wow. What's up with these weird Goblin bands? Is there like a <laughs> weird Goblin underground scene we don't know about? You know, might be. A I want to know. Oh, is it Ow, a sex why? Thing? It's called Goblin Cock. Why? Am why I do you have to make it a sex thing? <laughs> it's called Goblin Cock, Wenzel. Uh, yeah, and. Mm, you know what? You know what? You know what? Big. Okay. Because I've been doing it for the past 20 minutes. Everybody needs to find a piece of paper and start drawing goblin cocks right now. No. I don't have any paper in my room. How do you not have paper? The only paper I have is... I don't hold paper. The only paper I have is, like, fucking instructions for Gundam. Okay. Get a pen. Get one of those instructions. And you know what to do. I'm not drawing a goblin cock on my hand. Get the instructions for Gundam... I'm not drawing a goddamn goblin cock. You can't bully us into drawing goblin cocks. If I'm drawing... You're trying to get free commissions, aren't you? <laughs> if huh? I'm going to draw a goblin cock, then everybody else you is going to draw a goblin cock, too. Will. You draw more cock than any straight man I ever met. That is true. That That, that is undeniable. Just, just a little behind the scenes, what it's like to, to hang out with Wenzel in a big group. He's just, the, the, he's just drawing fucking dicks, cocks, and wieners. Yeah, we have to keep an eye yeah, on him because, like, any dry erase yeah. board is going to have a really detailed yeah. penis. Like, uncircumcised cock. I, I mean, and, and it's like, don't. it's not the same cock either. It, it's ver- various sizes, shapes, girths, cut, uncut. I'm just like, Wenzel, how much cock do you look at on a daily basis? You got to diversify. The silence is damning. <laughs> <laughs> you got to diversify. And also, I don't know why, it's only with you guys. When I'm by myself, except for right now, um, <laughs> when I'm by myself, I don't do that. But when I'm with you guys, it just, I don't know, you guys just do something to me. We bring the dick out of them. <laughs> I guess really we exude weird. hella phallic energy or whatever. 
I mean, it's not like I discourage him. Every time he does, I'm like, hell yeah, draw that cock. <laughs> Nobody stops me. So I don't well, know. All I mean is like, what? So, so does this mean that AYCH actually stands for all you cock here? Mm, how about AYCC? All you can cock. Cock, 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 I, cock. I agree. We're just now the cock All you cock, cast. cock. Welcome to the cock cast, everybody. Put your cocks on the table. <laughs> what are your favorite? What are your favorite songs of Goblin Cock? Colt? Oh, my f- favorite songs, the ones that stuck out. Like, I liked pretty much every song, but the ones that really jumped out and, like, smashed me in the face were <laughs> Something Haunted, Monstrouser, Bothered, and one that you said, it just sounds like anything else. The Doors. I love The Doors, too. I really like The Doors. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah, I really liked it. No, it's not bad. Those are my four favorites on the album. Because I just love that, like, galloping riff. Hell fair, yeah. Fair, fair. Well, that's all... I don't have any yeah, more no favorites. More favorites. <laughs> favorites. Uh, I mean, that's that's all I have to say about it. You get it. Goblin cock. Go listen to it. Now it's time to give Wenzel some anxiety. What are our scores for goblin cocks? Yeah, what are your scores? Okay. All right. I got a round number here. A fucking... It's very round. Uh, mm, zero. Mm, fuck. But another zero is on top of it, making it an eight. An eight out of ten. Yay. Okay, fuck yeah. you, too. <laughs> yeah, I'd go 8 out of 10, too. Uh, I'd give it to 7. It was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. I'll take it. I, uh, Me, personally, I gave it an 8, uh, eight 8.5 out of 10. I'm not like these guys. Biased. Yeah, fuck we're biased me. in how I'm Don't hate me, because I'm beautiful. Yeah, whatever, with your yee-ass haircut. <laughs> matter of fact, fuck. You know what? You know what? I'm going to send this in chat. Look in, look in chat when it gets sends. Look in chat. Oh, oh, God. Oh. So the people listening, uh, Wenzel sent us the cock that he drew, and I don't... It's not pretty. Let's just say that, and we will not be posting this on anything, <laughs> because it's so fucking nasty. It, it looks no, like someone this away took, after. like, a, a hollowed-out dildo and stuck it on, like, a, a door jam. Yeah, yeah it looks like a, a hollowed-out dildo doorknob sleeve. Yeah, I was going to say, dick, for anybody listening, it's, it's dicks have elbows. <laughs> they go at right angles. <laughs> I, I took some art, artistic liberties when I was drawing this cock. Did you use yourself for reference? No. <laughs> no questions. The silence, once again, is damning. So, yeah. All right, All right well, since uh, I've been put on the chopping block, Pat, I think it's your turn. Well, first got to give claps for Wenzel. Oh. Oh, yeah, clap, claps. Oh, I don't know if I deserve claps. All right, Pat. Take uh, us home? Yes. Right, I'll take you home. I'll take you all the way to home. Take you home and put you to bed. Take home uh, Country Roads? Yes, yeah. Country Road, indeed. Uh, my album is um, One Stone by Trixie Mattel. Uh, that name rings a bell in your ear. Did I've talked about her before on the, the podcast where I talked about uh, all my favorite drag queens. And with and just, just a little refresher, in case you don't know, Trixie Mattel is an American drag queen who sort of came to fame with the seventh season of RuPaul's Drag Race and the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. She's one of the most famous drag queens in America right now. And she also has a secondary career as a musician. She sort of grew up playing music her whole life. And she has a a focus with country-slash-folk music. Her influences were Dolly Parton, both musically and for her drag. Yeah. And um, June Carter Cash, 
with with the other inspirations, and she grew up listening to George Jones, Conway Twitty, and of course Johnny Cash. And this album was released March sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. And why I chose it is because I'm someone who's typically more of a cherry picker when it comes to music. Like there's there's very few full albums that really grab me. So I usually like oh there's like five or six from an album that I enjoy, and I just want to listen to those. But this album, it's you know it's only seven songs, so it's very brief. And like I love all of them, so I think just just in terms of the length and just how I usually seven songs is about average of what I like from album. It's really just like really hones into like my sort of specific type of musical listening. So seven songs, twenty two minutes, you can blow right through it. It's it's super easy listening. As for how I first learned about it, because I I just knew she's this very funny, famous queen. But back in summer of 2019, she retweeted a concert she did uh, called In the Can. It's like like a spoof of like Tiny Desk that she did for Funny or Die, where she played a three-song set in the office bathroom at Funny or Die. <laughs> because, she's, because she's a queen, it's very tongue-in-cheek, yeah. like a comedy queen. And... She, the one song that, re, that really hooked me was Little Sister, which is the opening song on One Stone. And I was sort of like, oh, I really like this one. So I just went on Spotify and like looked up her stuff, and I immediately fell in love with the album. And as for um, what I really like about it, and just sort of as a broader concept outside of the music, is that the album combines like queerness with country folk music. And that, that, that sort of seems in a lot of people's minds like antithetical because when you think of country music you think of like your mind starts to wander like the south and sort of like how sort of unsupportive of you know other other sort of identities outside of you know cis white and male and i think like having someone who's like you know having the drag queen a gay man like dressing up as a woman sort of like show their like genuine like interest and like skill in this genre really helps I think to really help sort of like reclaim some of that for mm-hmm. people who are like oh like oh I thought only certain type of people listen to country or country only sounded one kind of way and I think that really so- helped not only sort of reclaim that from like the city people who have a foothold in the genre but also like exposes the sound in the genre to people who may not have ever listened to it yeah, and also, too, this is very much like a throwback to, like, when country used to be good. I'm one of those assholes. <laughs> because, you know, modern pop country is just doo-doo garbage. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, what... Um, I remember, like, listening to it, and I was like, there, there's some songs that are very straightforward country folk. And then I think it was uh, Break Your Heart. I was like, this has some, like, more poppy song structures that are sort of brought into this that really i'm like it's fucking good <laughs> because i'm fucking vibing because like there's oh it's only seven songs but i think she does a really good job of like sort of just doing the, give me like a quick sample flyby of like because you had like a more like sort of fun just sort of like very light-hearted country then you sort of get to like more like somber is not the right word but definitely more like contemplative content- contemplative like a little more mellow, and then some. Some are just straight fun. Some are more poppy because, like, she, even like her more pop stuff 
it's still like a little folky. Like mm-hmm. Yellow Clouds, who came out with uh, a couple years ago, it's like electro folk slash like sixties style. It's it's like a, it's a confluence of things, and I don't know. Like I, I it's one of the few al- it's one of the few albums I listen to head to toe every time I do it. And and plus, I just love. We'll just I'll just go down the the list here, like with Little Sister, the opening track. That's my favorite off the whole album because it feels like very, like feels like just a familiarity about it. It feels like it makes you feel personal. Like it feels like a very personal song. Like like it makes you feel small, but not like in a very like like in a uh, degrading way. It feels like it's very focused. Like you, yeah, very individualistic and like sort of like very small town feel. And and I love and plus like. What I love about these these songs um, that I had trouble with with the other albums that I can clearly hear what she's saying in every song. Yeah. So like as someone who's hearing impaired, like being under to clearly hear what the song is saying is a big boon when you're listening to music. <laughs> yeah. Because you can yeah. still appreciate just you know, like this music is like I'm kind of vibing, don't know what they're saying, but like just to be able to make out every word distinctly is a always a big quest for me. No, I was gonna say something that I really like about this album is um how clear and crisp the sound is it's really good the mixing you know i've I've used that word a lot the mixing is fantastic um everything is in its place you know the instrumentals the vocals everything um it sounds really good um and um i should say um my one of my (laughs) all right all right, all right, all right. Sorry, I'm just gonna. Think, I wanted to say it because I feel really bad because everything's been so positive up until now for me. Um, I didn't really like this album. My favorite song on it though was "Little Sister." I, the first song, I really, really liked "Little Sister." It hit some weird nostalgia that I could only feel. Not nostalgia. It hit some weird feeling I could only feel having lived in the South. I and I can't explain what it is exactly, but that being said, this album is like you said. It's you know, uh, you know, for for queer folk or anybody who is in um, who is in that spectrum, it's like it's really interesting and really different from the cis heteronorm males, white males that we always only have or have always gotten. And I, and I, and, um, you know, it's not, it's not bad. It's just not, this album is not my cup of tea. You know, I don't really care for the country sound. Um, but the fact that she is taking that and, you know, and showing like her knowledge and her passion for it, I can respect and I respect Trixie Mattel and I respect the direction that this went in. Just a lot of respect. I, I just, um, you know, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm I have I have country okay, if this was in the mainstream country, I would say hell yeah, because let me list off the ones who are that are absolutely terrible and the reason why I do not like listening to country. Tim McGraw, Keith Irvin, Garth Brooks, uh Casey Musgraves, I don't know. She's fine, whatever. Um Carrie Underwood, Jason Aldean, Florida Georgia Line, uh Miranda Lambert. <laughs> For, Florida uh, Georgia Line hits a fucking like they bust through the the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> they bust through that glass ceiling, but in the opposite <laughs> way. Like 
<laughs> Holy um, shit. They like, bust through the rock bottom. Like, I, I swear to God, they're just hitting fucking bedrock. Because <laughs> that is just like the lowest common denominator fucking music. I just... Um... And then when you but work it, retail and you have in in fucking Alabama and you just had to hear it all the fucking time, and you want to gouge your ears. Uh, I'm sorry, my rant's no, it's over. Fine. Um, Lady A, Luke Bryan, uh, Kenny Chesney, um, who else? Sorry, <laughs> fucking Kane Lee. Brown, Wenzel's calling Zach Brown all these fucking band. fuckers. Yeah, uh, like, Brad they, Paisley, they just, like, Chris Christopherson. For country, I'm coming for you. And like, Rascal you know, like, Flats. Like, um, walking into this, I knew mine would probably be the most, the hardest to accept because, like, one, one it is funny how disparate our all tastes are. But, like, obviously, country and folk, it's, e- even if you appreciate it, it is, you have to have a certain taste for it. it that sounds kind of crazy. It's like, death metal and, like, screaming and shouting and just, like, chugging guitars. But, like, there, it, it is a wide spectrum. And I know that it's not for everybody, even if you do enjoy it. And I think, just, like, personally, it's just, like, like that, the whole queerness and just like re- reclaiming that it's like, like reclaiming the, the parts about the South that are fun and cool and just like saying fuck you to all the shitty bigoted stuff. Yeah. Because like there's there's so yes. many like queer and people of color that live in the South that make amazing things or doing amazing things and to like to write it all off because of some shitheads it's not fair and I'm really glad that even though she's from Wisconsin, like the the, the spirit of that is still there. Yeah, yeah, and, and, exa- and, exactly. And the thing is, is a lot of times it's mostly just the fans, because a lot of art, like especially like, like a lot of like six, like fifty, sixty, seventies country was, you didn't really have that. I mean, it was very pro working class, very, you, you know, pretty accepting, and, and and even like a lot of like the, <laughs> the bands I call fucking garbage, uh, like your. Brad Paisley's or whatever. I don't even know half of them. But th- they're. Would you want me to rename them? No, 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 I can't. no, no. We 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 know. <laughs> Luke Combs. But even a lot of the ones that like Wenzel named, most of them are like pretty progressive and whatnot. It's just mostly and and and, and there's also extra baggage with us too because we sort of grew up around it. And when you just hear fucking Luke Bryan's fucking "Shake It For Me" girl for the. 500th time i just want to just fucking not yeah so there's, there's definitely like some some mixed feelings about it but but with this this is very much like a throw like simultaneously like a throwback to like that like dolly parton uh johnny cash june carter type of sound and you know more like modern pop construction and somehow it, it which are like two things you wouldn't think would go well together, but it all depends on the and the right person and how they how they pull it off. And I think she mm-hmm. does it very well. And one last song I did want to highlight before I let y'all really get your piece because I'm talking a lot here. But um, "Red Side of the Moon" is it may not be my favorite song on the album, but like it hits like a really cool emotional place. It's about like these sort of the, like these like lovers, these two women. And, like, how it's, like, this, like, secret love, this bittersweet. It's, like, it's just a, a, a mix of emotion that comes from queer people in love. 
like you know, like the joy. They have like the, the straight for like the joy of loving another person. I mean, then you have the sadness where you can't express that publicly. There's the pride you feel from you feel for another person. Then there's like, and then there's like the little bitty joy. Like even though no one accepts it, you're still like you, just the two the two lovers together. It doesn't matter because you have this little world to yourselves. And I mean, it's, it's just it's, it's just a great mix of like happiness and like tinged with melancholy, and like. It is. I think it's a very emotional, impactful song. And another song she does a hits a similar note from her first album, Two Birds." I know y'all over again. That's it's a great song, but it's really hard to listen to. I I ugly cry every time I listen <laughs> oh. to it. It's it's a great song. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, Red side of the moon. It's interesting that you brought that up because that was one of the highlights for me. Because it, it very much gives this really interesting sonic picture that I really enjoy. It's just like being like un you know under like the night sky sort of thing it just uh this is real fucking good um i would i would agree red side of the moon um i wouldn't have it with like it uh with my with the song i really liked which was little sister but i think it's good because it's very interesting i didn't even it's a speculative song about how it's rumored that dolly parton and judy ogle had a relationship which I think is like whoa, like I, I that's that's really uh, really interesting and really sad, you know, like you said because it's like it's like a secret love and that that's always that's just always I can imagine sucks, um, and and like Pat said too, it's like uh, people of color, people LGBTQ plus, you know, like they shouldn't they like there there are so many these of these groups that are from the south and like anytime you know you think of the south or somebody says the south you know you automatically think of just a bunch of redneck hillbilly hicks you know and a uh, ra- uh, racist hillbilly hicks um and it's like i i hope like you know they should they should be they they make all this amazing art that contribute and like you know i i wouldn't they should be able to say they're from the South without, uh, without that, um, um, that, that baggage or that shame. Don't worry what people yeah, are. Gonna... Cause like, yeah. uh, I know there, there was like some Twitter discourse not too long ago, sort of talking about that, how, uh, like people who are from the South who are not basically fucking skinheads, you know, we, we all, all get sort of get lumped into that, uh, you know, the more bigoted aspects of Southern culture. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, it's really easy to do that from, like, the outside looking in. But, like, I mean, at the same time, like, people from other parts of the country, I mean, they don't have any much room to stand because, you know, they also are racist. It's just people around here are just too stupid to hide it, you know. Yeah. Even though yeah, that's sort of no. like just atmosphere around the the album, it's just like that's just the, the feel that I get on top of just like it's a very quick in and out album. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and I I think I think that um that runtime is uh really really nice. It's um like I said, not a not the it's not the worst thing I've heard ever. Uh, it sounds great. Um. You know, it's just, it's just, I'm not, I just cannot, it's hard for me to get into that country pop sound. I, I do not like it. I like folk. I really, really enjoy folk, but country pop, uh, country, I, I like Americana as well. Americana's fine, 
but like this, it's just really hard for me to get into that sound. Um, it's just personal taste and not sort of like a judgment on the quality of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I just, and then, um, but man, it was just, um, what am I, what am I trying to say here? Um, no, I was just saying like, if, <laughs> if Trixie Mattel ever popped up in the country mainstream and like, I don't know. There just needs to be like something needs to be done about the country mainstream. It's just ridiculous because I will say uh, I really I've been really enjoying Orville Peck stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really that's really good. And I'm just like there needs to be some kind of like I don't know reformation <laughs> renaissance where um, it just need you know these country shouldn't just be a bunch of white cis hetero males. Yeah. But that's just me. Um. I, I just don't have too much to say on it other than that. What about you, Colt? I'm glad that it has... There, the, okay, positives. It's very good message. I am glad of praise queer people around the world. Yay. I hate country. I fucking despise 98% of country. And that didn't really change with this album. I did not like uh, the sound at all. Uh, I don't have any favorites. Just remember, Colt, because you dislike this, you are now homophobic. No! Colt, you're canceled. I, canceled. I, Get him, boys. No. And, and Wenzel, you're you're a soft canceled. You're on yellow light. <laughs> uh, okay. No, no, I understand. I knew this would be a long shot to throw, but, like, this would just be the one. Cause it wasn't going to be this one. It was going to be, like, Dead South. Um, they're, they're a folk, like, a darker kind of tone folk band that Colt, excuse me, Cody turned me on to a few years ago. Because it, it, Either way, there's going to be some folk happening in this episode <laughs> for me. Because, like, like we, like we talked several times before already, just, like, after spending so much of my life trying to distance myself from, like, living in the South and, like, you know, being from Alabama, like, as an adult, I'm, like, finally going back and trying to really seeing what I what I, I what positive things I'm picking from it, and I think really accepting like certain types of country and folk is part of that. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah! I'm all about the country life because I think it's pretty fun. I think a lot of the, like the country aspects of like uh, it's being out in nature, mudding, uh, barbecuing. I don't fucking know. I am very city boy over here, <laughs> where I sit in the house all day playing Minecraft. Not Minecraft. Fortnite. I'm not the most country person. But the aspects that we have, um, I guess, dealt with that are considered country, I, I've enjoyed, you know, four-wheeling. Fishing's fun Fishing is so fun. Fishing's great. <laughs> Guns are great. <laughs> Guns are cool. Because, <laughs> like, because anytime, like, like this is side tangent, but anytime, you, you know, we live in America where, you know, school shooting happens, like, almost every day. Um, and, and so, I like, logically, my brain's like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have, like, assault rifles and shit. But then, like, one of the last yeah. times I went to my parents' house, shot my dad's AR, and then, like, the monkey part of my brain was like... Stuff go boom. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I like video games with guns. I like watching media with guns, playing. Just, I don't desire to actually have one in my hands because I don't 
It's a it's a scary feeling. I know, like, what this fucking snowflake can't handle a gun? They're loud as shit. I yeah, don't like got, that. Got, always wear ear well, protection. That's why you wear ear protection whenever. And if you're not careful, you I, well, obviously I'm gonna be careful, but you could kill someone well, if yeah, you're not that's careful. What they're, meant, they're meant to kill. What? No way. <laughs> I I will say uh, I also like um, shooting bow, bow and arrow. So fun. Oh man, I, I still have PTSD yeah, from the last time I shot because uh, you know pulled back, and then when I let go, the, uh, I had my forearm bent in, so the Woo! yeah, and this was a pretty like high powered compound bow. And needless to say, my Smack forearm my was like a black. Drunk. Yeah, that's the reason why you wear you, you bend your arm the other way, and you wear a little forearm strap. But anyway, circling <laughs> back around, closing it out. Um, yeah, it good. And uh, even though I know country may be a bit of a stretch for some folks, and that's okay, it's not for everybody. But I, as always, we with these album with these albums, we, if they're falling into a genre you're not familiar with. Let, maybe let this be a bridge of exploration into it. Even if it's not the album itself, there are other things out there that may entice you to explore these different albums, different genres. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty. Now, Johnson, you had to find a Conway Twitty uh, clip to put in this episode. Always. Yeah, on you got to let the whole song play. <laughs> out. Can we do that? He's he's dead. We can do that, right? It's totally like he doesn't have Austin. Yeah, the, 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 yeah he do doesn't it. have an estate that's in charge of his fucking uh, royalties. Like, I mean, it, what is it? It's now in the public domain? Fuck. No. Right. Uh, any final thoughts on any of the albums that we talked about today before we wrap uh, up? Trixie Mattel, 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Fuck the haters. Mm, indeed. Uh I, I will say it for just for the sake, since we've said it for all the other ones, my score, and it's just because I really liked Little Sister, and I thought Red Side of the Moon was interesting, 2 out of 10. Hey, 1 out of 10. Yeah, the bigoted boys over here. I could have been more disrespectful, Pat. I could have said 0. 0.5 out of 10. I gave it that 0. 0.5 because, yay, reclaim. But I don't like that sound. All right. Well, we hope... Today's album discussion has brought up like just a new appreciation for different types of music and maybe a just a new opening up a door for us to check out and discuss other music as well. Because like, because it's like literally the second full music episode that we've ever done. Yeah, and, and if that's up, if y'all want to still do that, I would like to make this an ongoing series. A hundred percent. I love music. It's very easy to do. Hell yeah. I don't care if the audience doesn't like this. We're gonna keep doing it, and if you and you know what, I let loose with Goblin Cock. Think about what. Think about what I'm gonna put up next. Goblin Pussy. I regretted saying that. <laughs> we should have isolated that audio. <laughs> Don't worry, we got him. All right, uh, thank you all so much for c- contributing to all the albums today. I appreciate that. We appreciate you for doing that. Also, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was a lot of fun. And uh, also, we just just thank you, and we hope we continue listening because we have a lot of fun stuff coming up this month. Trust us, it's going to be worth the wait because we have some new things coming out. We have some old things returning, and we're just going to have a lot of fun this month. And also, 200 episodes right around the corner. Woo, 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 woo. 
Two hundred years, years of podcasting. Can't even believe it. Our bicentennial. Yeah, bicentens. Bicycle. Bifocal. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Bisexual. Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, and any RSS feed catcher out there. Be sure to like, rate, view, subscribe. All those platforms keeps us up high in the algorithm, makes us more visible, puts us in front of new viewers, and we appreciate you when you do that. You can follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram, AYC Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Letterboxd at All You Can Hear, Twitch at twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear, and YouTube, which is also at All You Can Hear. And lastly, follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. John lost his name in my art on Facebook. John lost his name in my art. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24 and letterbox at JohnNonson12 and uh, Bipedal. My name, Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Do you, you know what? It's a t- celebration. We're celebrating just being, just being. Twerk a little. Twerk for yourself. Look in the mirror. Twerk for yourself. Happy day. Uh, bygone. Um, sorry, we were still saying bye stuff. Uh, I'm Winslow. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Winslow. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsy. Go to my link tree. There's stuff in there. Goodreads. Maybe Litterbox. I don't know. Um, also, since we're at the end, I forgot. We need to clap for Pat. Clap. Oh, shit. Clap, 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 Pat. Thank you. Uh, thank Pat. you. Uh, also, the last byword, bye. Oh. Oh. Bye-bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Oh, you dick. Fuck you.